This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com. They want to change the way people eat forever. Comedy film nerd listeners. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. Very special episode. You know, we're going to have some cool Halloween horror episodes this month to Comedy celebrate. Comedy film nerds. <laughs> bleh, bleh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been watching uh, old, I've been going through watching 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah is maybe the funniest thing that's ever. It was they it was one of those smash cuts that they do where they're like Tracy Jordan. You remember when you did Werewolf Bar Mitzvah? And then yeah. they show him singing oh. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. <laughs> Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. So that's my <laughs> Halloween tip of the hat here, episode three forty one. Um, any new listeners? Uh, might be some of you joining. Uh, I was just on Movie Fight uh, that Screen Junkies puts on. Uh, which was a blast. Uh, it was my first time doing it. And, um, you know, I know some some people have, are starting to listen from that. Yes. So, so Movie Fight was very fun. You have to, like, pick a movie and defend it, and you have to you have to fight why this movie's better than the other two movies. It's a lot of fun. So uh, if you're coming over from that, this show's a little different. This yes. is more This is more of a, this isn't as fighty. This isn't a cage match. This is more like, we accept everybody's movie opinions yes. on this show. Um, well, it's somewhere in between those two things. It is somewhere in between those two things. It's not all flowery. Uh, but yeah, any, anybody welcoming, uh, if you're listening to the show for the first time, we take movies that have just kind of come out, we talk about them, and we have a guest uh, usually who has some type of genre preference or area of expertise in this instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go into all of it. So thanks for thanks for joining us. And those who've been listening from day one, welcome back. Um, or thanks for sticking with us. Either one. Sticking, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, that assumes you left. <laughs> Why did you leave? Uh, that's my question. Why? <laughs> what's your problem? You got busy with some other podcast. Why did you miss four episodes? Yeah. What's your? Why don't you? I think you need to go get caught up. Yeah. Quite yeah, honestly. Yeah. Come on. You're a completist. We you know have you some are. Work to do. <laughs> You're actually in trouble <laughs> with us. Um, so uh, why don't we introduce our guest? We've we had should. her on the show before, but never in a full garage sit-down format. No, this is the first time, and uh, we forgot to mention that the air conditioner will go off and we'll be getting a little bit warmer. It's uh, it's not personal. It's it happens is, to every guest. Fall is yeah. starting, though. It's not It's, <laughs> it's not, not as it bad. Was. Yeah, it's not as bad. So uh, um, this is the October surprise. It's not as hot <laughs> in, the, in the garage. October uh, surprise. Yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen... Um, this is someone we've known for many, many years, um, the festival director for Shriekfest, who um, 
we've gone to every year. It's Neil's favorite film festival ever. Mm-hmm. He was there. If you were there this weekend, you saw uh, our guest as well as Neil because Neil doesn't leave. You know, we don't hear or see him. He's still there now. Days. Yeah, he's, he's still, still there. Sleeping. Yeah. He's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I left him there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Denise Gossett. Uh, hello. Mm-hmm. I am honored to be here, guys. This is so very exciting. <laughs> you, as we were saying before, you definitely have post-festival uh, oh. voice fatigue. Yes. <laughs> like, we were talking about our post-pod fest one. And we were just like, hey, let's talk movies. Yes, I get to talk very sexy today. Yeah. <laughs> the sultry Denise Gossett. Uh, well, the thing that's cool, because in the past when we've we've done recordings at like the opening party and interviewed you and other filmmakers, which is always mm-hmm. uh, very cool, because we, we sort of get an update on sort of the state of horror movies from the studio to the indie side and all that, which is, which is really fantastic. Um, and we'll get into that a little later on right. the show. But how long have you been doing? Shriekfest now? This is our sweet 16th year. Wow. I know. It's so funny because my DJ got me a sash that said sweet 16. (laughs) He brought balloons that said sweet 16. It was so cute. Did you ever think 16 year when you did the first year? (laughs) No. Like like probably 10 years ago, someone was like, so where do you think it'll be in 10 years? And I was like, I won't be doing it. (laughs) And here I am. (laughs) So last year, Shriekfest was kind of your quinceanera? Is that what you Yeah, exactly. We should have done that. That would have been hilarious. (laughs) Um, Right on. So we will uh, get into that, uh, and we want to talk all about Shriekfest and the films uh, a little bit later. But first, we got to talk about some movies that came out all right. this weekend. Let's do it. Now, Girl on the Train. This was so marketed and positioned like, uh, oh, you liked Gone Girl? You're going to love this movie. Yeah. So, Graham, did you uh, love this movie? It. it my, mm, my fears, silence my, speaks volumes. My, <laughs> My fears from the trailer were realized. Let me put, when I saw the trailer, I remember I talked on the show, I was like, this looks like- Now, wait a minute. Let's back up a minute. Did you see it in the food theater? No. Ah. I did see it in in a reclining seat, though. A comfortable, there's an AMC by me that has redone their, their, Mm. it's a nice reclinable seat. Nice. So it's a food theater seat. Mm -hmm. And I did bring- a gluten-free sandwich and <laughs> so you were halfway there i was half I, okay. I was i did sort of a poor man's food movie fair enough uh i rode my bike and, sn- and snuck in food <laughs> <laughs> there we go like, like some sort of drifter yeah um so it starts out uh very interesting um i like emily blunt um they they do um so it's based on a, I, have, I have not read the book um but they it starts out, and um, I am. Where's her name? I gotta the. Uh, oh God, the girl from Allison Janney. Mm-hmm. She plays the detective, the lead detective, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Nice. So they focus on the the three women. They focus on Emily Blunt's character. They focus on the the young blonde woman that goes missing, um, and the current wife of Emily Blunt's ex husband. And they jump back and forth timeline wise. So it's the mystery is, is like a missing person kind of thing. It's Same. a it, yeah. It's a missing person. What happened? So you're saying the girl is gone? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but was it as good yes. as? <laughs> oh boy, yeah. This feels like a publisher said, "Churn out another yeah. one." Oh, <laughs> you no. know. Um, so you know, it's like. Overall, I liked Gone Girl. The problems mm-hmm. of Gone Girl were sort of like in some of the writing and some of the sort of the way the cops handled it. 
but there was some pretty intriguing stuff in mm-hmm. Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. I felt like this one said, let's focus on the problems of Gone Girl <laughs> and make them bigger. Yeah. Uh, no, really? Yeah, so it, it really starts out, it's very intriguing. It's very cool when they cut their like six months before. Like a great setup. A great setup. Yeah, okay. You see... Emily Blunt and in this in this great marriage and it's they you know they're trying to have kids and they can and it starts falling apart and she starts drinking too much so then mm. you're like is she a part of this did she mm. do it is she crazy is the who's the you know you know the the husband of the girl it disappears oh he's not the nice guy we thought he was and all this stuff starts to happen but then it just gets really it gets really slow and then, like, an ending where you're just like, come on. Like, oh, no. I wanted more Alice and Janie. Alice and Janie as a homicide detective, man, all day long. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Because she's such a strong actress mm-hmm. and, you know, came on. I mean, West Wing, she had, that was such a great character. You know, right. she was this strong woman in, the, in this power White House. And so she's doing this and um, doing that thing that, that a, a good detective and and a well written on screen detective of just constantly ask, trying to trip you up, right? You know, and Emily Blunt blacked out. We don't. She doesn't remember what happened. So she's like, "Oh yeah, no, well, what happened? This? So why did this? You mean your ex husband's house that you keep going to because you we've, you've been calling and you know, like mm-hmm. it's just like, oh man." And then we kind of go away from that, and then Emily Blunt is trying to sort of metal in the crime solving in a, you know it would just it's it's the kind of stuff that uh, metal or is she like trying to solve it herself both what? kind of metal and solve it um which does she have a dog in a van oh god <laughs> that would have been better <laughs> she had a dog in a van because it's just there's all this stuff and you're just like like i don't know i've watched a lot of i've said this before i've watched a lot of like cop reality you know the first 48 hours i've watched Mm -hmm. a lot of those shows and so i I see how cops actually operate and what they do and so when i just watch all of this like allison janey's trying to get her to confess in the women's room i'm Mm -hmm. like she would get that on camera because she's a smart detective she she would know right the most there'd just be flashing inadmissible signs (laughs) blaring so not her first case not her first case she's established Mm. that she's a smart seasoned detective but then there's Mm. just writing and stuff like that where you're like come on man Mm. and then you know it's kind of like oh it's probably that person you know like it's just sort of it, it just i it really lost me it didn't the, the Gone Girl had enough intrigue to where I sort of forgave some of the right some of the silliness in it, you know. But this this the silliness overtook it, and and the intrigue was it good just entertainment purposes without like delving into okay here they went wrong that sort of thing. Did you enjoy it in any sort of way? Kind of, but then I just I was getting so bored. Mm. You know, like I was like, well, let's get into the crime solving. Let's get into. They took a little too long to sort of. Um, pull back the fog of the night she blacked out, you know, because you're like, obviously that's something that we're, there's going to be a big reveal on, mm-hmm. on what actually happened. And how they got there was just, I started going, oh, just come on. Like I'm in my chair going, oh, come on. Just fucking, you know, like. Wow. So I needed a little more, I needed a little more intrigue. And I think this, I was like, oh, okay. So this author kind of likes to go away from like, like some crime novelists, deal in in the 
like how things actually happen. Right. They're facts, or they do a lot of research on how detectives handle the specific case. It's more or, procedural. It's very more procedural. This is just more like fluff. Fluff. Oh, it's no. way more fluff. <laughs> no. Which I can see why some people would be like, "Oh, we love that." The, I they just might have gotten taken by the fluff, and if you like that sort of thing, right. then then you're gonna like this movie. And um, like now, if you like trains, would you like this movie? <laughs> It's in the title. Um, sure, Chris. <laughs> you have an obsession with movies that have trains in the title. Yeah, well, I, I really think this is like, uh, it's like, well, we just need a movie that's, um, you know, a girl, strangers on a train, and gone. Yeah, it's, it's like all these kind of mashups of all these different kind of mystery movies. <laughs> it felt like that. It felt like we've got a best-selling novel, so let, you know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm. someone goes, all right, give me a... Give me a Lord of the Rings Harry Potter. You know, right. like those yeah, are hot. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? <laughs> give me, give me Wolf Harry Potter. Right. Give me, uh, <laughs> give, yeah, give vampires me a, and uh, give me a school of magic and vampires. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> so right. it just it it felt like um, it felt like that. But but as I said, if you aren't as concerned with the factual procedural like if i just like the procedural thing so right, when i don't right. get it i get disappointed mm-hmm. if you don't care about that you mm-hmm. pro- you might enjoy this movie mm-hmm. um because i've heard some it's gotten some good reviews i've heard some people really like it but then right. i've seen a really low rotten tomato rating mm. right so I, it's it's you know i heard some people laughing in the movie theater at the big mm-hmm. climax so oh no yeah. that's not ever that's not, good yeah, that's not what you want to hear <laughs> no. <laughs> so, all so right. dvd wait for it to yeah. it's on, or on an airplane on an airplane yeah. or on a train or, yeah, yeah. There I would we go. Just, watch it on an iPad on yeah. a train. Yeah. I think if, you're, if you're a train commuter, <laughs> this movie's for you. <laughs> It'll give you great stuff to look out the window for. Yeah. <laughs> Love so, it. Now, I saw a movie called Hunt for the Wilder People. This is a um, a New Zealand film. We talked about it briefly before, and a lot of fans were saying how good it was. So it actually made me intrigued to see it. And uh, Sam Neill is in it. Um, it's I'm going to butcher his, the director's name, Taika. Why Titi? Sure. I think that I might be right, actually. Oh, wow. It's completely right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's his fourth feature as a director. Um, he also he does a lot of work with Flight of the Concords, those guys. Mm. And what's interesting about this film is that uh, it's not really... It's set up to kind of be like a kid's movie, but it isn't really. It's a PG-13. It's about basically Sam Neill's uh, relationship with this kid who's a problem kid, but then they... Um, he she he doesn't want to go back to the foster home and they end up like into the bush basically and running from you know the government and and it's it's a really interesting entertaining movie it's almost like a road movie in the bush mm-hmm. so um but the main thing that makes it really cool like I don't think I would have seen this movie if Sam Neill wasn't in it he is such a charming actor like right. he's like has that Tom Hanks quality mm-hmm. where I don't care what he's in or what character he's playing I want to watch him say something on screen, like whether it's Jurassic Park or a movie like this, it doesn't matter. And it also doesn't matter like the quality of the film that he's in. He's one of those actors that makes it better just because he's in it. Um, So uh, I really enjoyed watching him and I really enjoy him watching uh, interact with a kid. Like he's like this curmudgeon who didn't ever wanted the kid, like his wife wanted the, you know, to adopt the kid. And um, it it makes for a great um, relationship. What also was really interesting about this movie it's a very New Zealand story. Sometimes hearing like the dialect and the way they speak is like, you got, oh, wait, what did they just say? Like, right. it's that kind of, it's almost like Cockney when you're watching like a, a movie uh, from the UK where it's everything from slang to the the way they're talking. Sometimes it's hard to 
catch everything. But what was Anyone really in New Zealand right now yeah. is like, I don't understand <laughs> right. you guys. Yeah, what you're talking right, about. Exactly. Chris and Graham, yeah. you guys are hard to understand. <laughs> and listen harder. We're not that hard to understand. <laughs> That's also what they're saying. Yeah. Um, how much Western pop culture influences the culture of some of these countries from like New Zealand, Australia and stuff like we just dump everything onto them because there's everything from Lord of the Rings references that makes sense because it was shot there. But like, you know, rappers and everything and uh, um, rap references and all, all different pop culture references from here. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was a weird thing where it's almost like, oh, well, that's kind of like a a joke you would hear like in a sitcom here, but it's also a very New Zealandish story. So it's a tribute to the director, how he could kind of mix and mesh all those things together. Mm-hmm. And he does this amazing cameo. The director does as the minister and he talks about Jesus. And it's one of the funniest sermons I think I've ever seen in a movie. Really? It's really, really funny. Um, and the other thing that's really interesting about this film is that, uh, uh, it has all those elements that you want. It's got like, uh, you know, it's very funny. It's also, but it has heart to it. it. It's an interesting story. It's fun. And it also has beautiful scenery. Like, you know, it's shot in New Zealand. And, you know, you've got like these sweeping landscapes. And you also see like, you know, you forget when you live in a big city, there's places in the world that, you know, no one lives for miles and miles right. and miles and miles. And uh, there's still tribes in, in New Zealand and Australia. And, wow. you know, they, uh, mm. you know, they have, you, you might go miles and miles without ever seeing a soul. And then there'll be like a, um, a ranger station, you know, in like the middle of nowhere, but it may be empty or unmanned or whatever. And, uh, um, so it, it's interesting also to see that because we forget sometimes when we live in big cities, like, no, there's parts of the world that there's literally still nothing that you wow. can, you can get lost in. Uh, the other thing is this director, uh, got promoted rather quickly. So he was a comedian and he's done the, this is his fourth feature. Uh, his oh. next film is Thor Ragnarok. So he, uh, he got, that's pro- a big jump. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he got, uh, he got promoted rather quickly. So I'm curious to see his take on a giant superhero movie after doing these smaller comedy driven movies. So it, it's a weird thing. Like, how do you, first of all, how do you pitch yourself for that? Like, here's the movies right. I've done. I'd like to do this. That's completely different. And then I, and uh, very large and very large. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh uh, and then, and then how do you get the executives to say, sounds well, great. Yeah. I mean, that's a great, that's a huge jump for any filmmaker. It is. Yes. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Where I'm, are you? If you come from, indie, when you go from monsters to Godzilla, I mean, it seems like some of these filmmakers are making these giant leaps. Uh, even, um, uh, Colin Trevorrow, I think went from, um, safety, not guaranteed to Jurassic park. Right. So you wonder, like, um, but it's also stuff that, like, doesn't always work. Like Mark Webb, when he went to Spider-Man after, Mm. um, how many days of summer was it? 500 days of summer. Summer, Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that was, like, the wrong jump to Mm -hmm. make. But Is that his fault? Um, or is that partially, so- is yeah, that Sony's fault. Uh, it's. I think everyone deserves a little blame on that. <laughs> on that debacle, I, I think there's enough to go around. Uh, but I, I really enjoyed this film, and it's on demand now. So definitely check it out. And it also gives kind of like a good um, idea of like, uh, like I love seeing how filmmakers start and where they go from here. Like now, I can't wait to see Thor. I want to see how a filmmaker went from this to that and to see his take. If he will, if he'll bring any of those cool little things he did in this movie into like a giant, you know, mega mm-hmm. um, studio film. So I'm looking forward to it. Check out hunt for the wilder people. All right. 
And uh, the other movie I saw was Batman Bad Blood. This is uh, one of the other. So you didn't leave DC the house this movies. weekend. I didn't. I was in the house. This was a this was an on demand weekend. <laughs> um, and uh, this one. Not as good. This one, uh, you 72 know. 72 minutes, too. Yeah. That's a really odd A, a lot time. of these animated movies are, are, are shorter, but they seem to be getting shorter as they uh, as they progress. That's probably one of the shortest that they've made. Yeah. Um, and I can kind of see why. Um, this is one of those movies that it almost felt like a weird animated money grab. Mm. It's like, because what DC is doing, a lot of times they're... The new 52 is like they're redoing kind of their universe and reintroducing some of their characters, reintroducing new characters. This was like uh, a Batman's barely in the movie. Oh. So we're like, well, we're just going to introduce all these other characters here. Now you get Batwing and now you get uh, Batwoman re- redesigned and reintroduced to you. And like, okay, well, stop introducing characters, you know. And then Damien, who is Batman's son, which is, is also really interesting, is the new Robin. Then you get Nightwing and uh, they're all trying to figure out what happened to Batman, and it, but it was more like introduction. So it really falls flat completely as a film, and it fails completely as a Batman film as well. So this was a, uh, was a real misfire. The, the animated Batman films... They've been, been really good. Some of them really good. I mean, Assault on Arkham, even though Batman was a supporting character, was fantastic. Under the Red Hood's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Killing Joke, the second half, was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know what happened with this one. And also, you see, like, a budget of $3.5 million. These aren't cheap movies Ooh. So for animated films. So I'm not sure, like, where things could kind of messed up. But it really felt like to – it almost felt like just a marketing push. Introduce these characters. Get right. people to buy more comics or, or whatever. And, you know, set up the live – I don't know. I don't know what the uh, – uh, thinking was behind it, but it didn't work. Right. So wow. you can avoid Batman bad blood. Let's, let's get in – since it's October, Denise, let's get into what – you know, you saw this past year at Shriekfest and, you know, what, any films stand out to you from this, from this sure. past year? Um, well, you know, it's interesting because we had a lot of sold out houses this year. Um, we always usually will have a couple, but I mean, right. there were a lot of sold out houses and the shorts programs mm-hmm. you always were have a selling really short, out. Strong. It was really crazy. It was lovely. programs. But like um, for features, there's a film called Capture, Kill, Release. And it actually took Best Horror this year. Mm -hmm. And it is really interesting. It's about a couple that decide they're going to kill someone just Mm -hmm. to see what it feels like. And the wife is like really getting into it. And like everyone who's ever rude to her, she's like, he's the one. He's the one. We're going to kill this guy. (laughs) And the husband, like you slowly see him start to have a conscience and be like, Mm -hmm. are we sure we want to do this? And like she's beyond excited about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just that road they take. And obviously it doesn't end up good because (laughs) they eventually do this. This doesn't help their relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Things go south from there. Killing people are not going to keep us together. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. So it was my weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. So it's really interesting. And, you know, uh, initially it was supposed to be let's find just some random person. Mm -hmm. But she ended up trying to find someone who pissed her off. Right. And now there's passion in it, and that's not initially what it was supposed to be. And then things just go terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's really, really good. And that took the best horror feature film this year. And how was that done? Is it just audience voting, or how does that? We so- have judges. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have every year between 30 and 40 judges, and they will fill out forms and judge it. And there's a whole scoring system. It's this whole intricate, ridiculous process, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it works. Um, and so that's how the films are decided. Decided who gets in, 
and who wins. And um, yeah, it's it was a great year. We had really great features and amazing shorts. Uh, the if for the sci-fi fans out there, occupants. It's not a typical sci-fi film, um, but it is like an alternate reality film, like a alternate plane. So this couple end up discovering their alternate selves through a series of, it starts out as a simple, I'm going to do this documentary on healthy eating, the wife says. So they kind of, you're kind of like, where is this thing going? But the two actors are so lovable, you're immediately drawn in. But they discover a portal to their alternate selves, and then that's where it starts to get dark. It's a really interesting movie. When Now, that, that movie's called Occupants? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to just pull that up here on IMDb. Um, so... Some of these may or may not have distribution. Like- uh, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Some were getting it like during the festival. Some got it mm-hmm. right before, after they announced they were in the festival. And then there will be some that get scooped up from here on out. Right. Well, let me... Um, so what have you seen um, trend-wise? Because we've talked about it on this show. Sure. Um, how a lot of the like studio horror... Mm are very, they seem sort of all just cookie cutter, are all sort of made in the same way. And what is, what is, are you seeing trend-wise from the last couple of years of doing Shriekfest and and in the horror genre itself that's sort of- Like indie-wise. Indie-wise. Like trends of the indie films? Uh, Well, just things They're getting better and better. Really? With the new technology, you know, people can do so much more for such a less, I feel like, honestly, the studios are stupid. (laughs) <laughs> they should be tapping into these filmmakers. I mean, can you imagine one of these films having being given twenty million dollars? What that filmmaker could do with it? Because these are probably like hundred thousand right, dollar budgets or right. whatever. I mean, I think our most expensive one this year had a one million dollar budget. Wow! Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest are you know tiny budgets, Under. and mm-hmm. when you're when you don't have money, you're forced to get creative. Right. And you're forced to do things in certain ways. And I think that's the charm of these two. You're not seeing a million explosions and getting that. I mean, I like I go to the movie and I get overload. Like right. my, my brain starts to tune out. If there's too much explosions and action, right. I just I'm like numb to it all. But if you get a really good story in these lower budget movies. You know like what makes that more effective for you saying that? Mm-hmm. You're a horror festival director. And right. And say that's what's numbing you. Is that Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's really something now that you said yeah. that because, yeah, I've seen a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, if it's the action and the explosions that are numbing me. Yeah, that's a good point there, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, I feel the same way when, you know, how many things can you watch blow up in a summer? Yep. You know, or how right. many, sometimes it's the same city in multiple movies. And even horror, yeah. just how many it's slasher, you know, like. It, it, it's, or remakes or, or whatever. That's intriguing to me, especially when you have a, with a unique premise like Occupants mm-hmm. that, I mean, is really. Right. Uh, you know. We're going to, it opens up into a portal. I love that. It's, it's very inventive. Right. And they meet their other selves. Yes. Right? Yes, and now, it's very interesting to see like how different their alternate selves are. And you know, we had a lot of people come to the festival this year who were coming to support someone, and they said, mm-hmm. I- "I'm not a horror fan, but these movies are so smart. I'm right. finding myself enjoying it, and I will be back next year." I think that's the biggest trend. The movies are smart now. I mean, there's still a lot of the schlock, like, "Oh, 
I'm running and oh no, I fell and oh look, my shirt came undone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's still that sort of thing, but there's so many more smarter things now where Mm. as an audience, you're just drawn in like, we going with Mm -hmm. this how did the filmmaker come up with this idea and i think that is what's so fascinating but i heard that a lot this year like everything's so smart oh that's that's good to see so that's your programming right Mm -hmm. Um, right so how do you i mean obviously there's a submission process and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but are you actively sort of throughout the year kind of looking to find certain stuff or do you do you, do you do you go to other festivals or do you kind of track other filmmakers or, how, or do all of those things or honestly I know that's what most festivals do but I think maybe because we've been around so long they come to us right mm-hmm. I do not search out anything mm. ever which is so odd and like someone had asked me could you because we were seriously talking about adding another day um, didn't work out for several reasons mostly the theater wasn't available but then we, we started having meetings yesterday, actually, after the festival, and could we have added more days or even another weekend with enough good quality stuff? And yes, the answer was yes. Wow. Because I had to reject all of these films that really should have been in. Right. And that is amazing. Because people were telling me they go to other festivals, and especially like they'll watch the short block and they might see a great one and then a dud and then an okay one. And they said, there's not one dud in your selection. They are all amazing. And really, that says a lot. It does say that's a lot. I, I mean, I was short, just th- short programs. Graham and I have seen so many of them. And that's exactly what it is. Oh, that one's great. And that one's okay. How did that one get in? And yeah. oh, that one's great again. Out of the right. five, there's usually one that you go, right. that was really good. And right. then- so wait till you hear Neil's comments. I mean, he's going to be, <laughs> like, blo- he's blown away by them. What now? It's usually some of his favorite uh, screenings. He loves the shorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, the first year you started this, what what prompted you to just start this festival 16 years ago and then kind of give us a... a Insanity. <laughs> just, you were no, uh, no, 17 years ago, I had starred in a horror film because I'm an actor as well. And, you know, of course, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm starring in this movie. Let's put it in festivals. And there weren't any that catered to horror. And so then I, like, flipped and was thinking, how can this be? You know, horror is such a huge deal. You know, so many people like it. So I said to my sister-in-law, you know, I've got this crazy idea to start a horror film fest. So it might be something fun to do during October. Little did I know. I always say naivete will take you far because what you don't know can't stop you. (laughs) And so we threw this thing together. It was August when I told her my idea. And we said, well, let's do it for like the Halloween time. So we threw a film festival together in two months because we did not know what we were doing. (laughs) (laughs) But it turned out amazing. We had 45 submissions total. And we did it a Saturday and a Sunday. And the festival was really, I mean... Looking back, I'm really quite proud we did that so quickly. But then the next year, it was like, bam, submissions coming from all over the place. It was ridiculous. It was a need that needed filling. Because at that time, you were the only horror yeah. festival. Yeah. And now it feels like they're on every corner like a 7-Eleven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but often they close down. Like, I'll see a new one open up, and then the next year it's gone. I right. think people think, oh, we can make all kinds of money. No, honey, oh, if God. you're in it for the money, you're in the wrong business. Yeah, this sounds oddly familiar. God, where have we heard yeah. this, Chris? <laughs> yeah, this is where, weird. There was never a podcast festival. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, is three so lunatics funny. decided to... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you guys know exactly now, everything. Now, the question I have, because I remember we had this conversation a year or two ago about how you wanted to expand the festival and you did more screenings, but then the fans were upset because then they couldn't see everything. Oh, right, because we added, we had th- three, so we did two smaller theaters with all the short films, mm-hmm. and then we had the features in the large theater, but they were all going on at the same time. Right, so you... Um, I decided, no, no. I want everyone to be able to see everything they want. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, the short films, they're special too. They should be in a big theater. Right. So we changed all that. Now, do you still have plans to expand where if you do like more days, a bigger space, you could have concurrent screenings, but then have them swap where you could see... You know, say you missed the first screening of the shorts, you could see them like it screens day. again. Right. Uh, we have it's it's amazing all the things we have talked about, especially this year. If I had like if in a perfect world, oh my gosh, I would be touring this festival. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is something we are very seriously more this year than any other year talking about doing. Um, I'm from Orlando, so there's a part of me that wants to do like a best of the fest maybe a one night event just to kind of feel it out, see what the scene is like Mm -hmm. and then go from there. You know, cause you know, 16 years in LA, there's still people that don't know about Shriek Fest and that come every year and are like, where, how did I miss this all these years? Is this your first year? Right, exactly. And I'm like, no. (laughs) So yeah, so it, it, obviously it's going to take a little time if you start in another city to build that fan base. But I think that would be amazing. Can you imagine I don't know if I should even give all these ideas out there. But imagine you're a filmmaker and you submit a film. And not only does it get to play in L.A., but now it gets to play in Orlando and New York Mm -hmm. and Las Vegas. So it's like they're having a theatrical release. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of filmmakers would would love that because also – they're from all different places. So right. you've got a filmmaker from New York. It's like, well, I'll go to L.A. for right. that screening. But then, oh, this is in my hometown. Right. I, I also think, too, you know, and we've, we've learned this as, as podcasting, and you kind of touched on a little bit has the technology. But also, everything is becoming do-it-yourself now. Mm. And so we've just looked at, as filmmakers with earbuds, you know, our, our, our documentary about just going out and renting theaters and – taking the movie and giving ourselves a theatrical release and exactly. taking, taking the movie on the road the way they used to do 40 years ago. Right. And it would launch in you know New York or something and then it would come across the country in that way. Right. And, and so I, that would be really cool. I know. And what, like you say, what filmmaker wouldn't want to do that? And then, you know, sponsor-wise, you start oh, yeah. saying, look, we're going to take your brand to all right. these cities. Mm-hmm. You pay for us to travel, sort of thing, you know? Yeah. So, like, there's so many options. Well, the other thing, too, is you can go to the smaller markets and say, who, who don't get that kind of cool stuff. Exactly. And say, we're going to bring this cool little horror film festival to your smaller city. And, yep. and you'll, uh, if you find the right city, man, you'll sell People it out. People flock to it, yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really intriguing, I think. Yes, it is. Because, you know, in LA, there's all kinds of horror festivals, not to mention there's a Friggin' event every weekend. Yeah, it's Too many hard to people, get people have to, to cho- choose. Yeah, you, know, you got to choose you where you go. It, L.A. is so hard. There's any number. There's there's at least two or three professional sports teams playing. Right. There's co- major colleges playing sports. Then there's all of the bands playing. All of the all of the film stuff. Museums, Museums art yeah, shows. Everything. I mean, there's something yeah. Live every. Shows. There's yeah. No matter what you want, there's somebody very good doing it. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really good, and it's 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 a tough thing. Um, what do you see 
you know, I mean, obviously, touched on expanding the festival and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Possibly but, touring it, all sorts. Possibly of, you've got a lot it. of stuff in development for the festival. Yike! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the thought terrifies me. Because yeah. <laughs> on the flip side, you know, I'm an actor, and mm-hmm. things are really starting to blow up for me. So then, what happens when I'm not available to do all this stuff? So that's where I've, I'm right now working on surrounding myself with the right people that can hop Step in, in, take over mm-hmm. when I'm not available. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's another dilemma we're, yeah. we're very familiar with. Yeah. Yes, there's only so many hours in the day. Right. What would you want? Like, what do you, you know, in in a perfect world, what would you want to see and do your with yourself and with Freak Fest? Like, where would you want to? Uh, with the festival, what yeah. I would like and to your do? personal career, like how? Well, my personal career. Well, I, I I always say I want to work on large studio movies, big TV shows, but I also want to work when I want to work so to speak, so where I'm not so slammed that I never see my family. Right. But just slammed enough where I'm loving it, life is great, uh, maybe every once in a while someone recognizes me, <laughs> but not like, sh- you know, hounding me where I'm like, I can't take it anymore sort of thing. Right, that sweet spot. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then Shriekfest, I would love it if it got, if it did tour. Right. Because... The exposure for the filmmakers, because that's really the reason I do it, is I love getting that talent out there. But the exposure for that, I really think could help these people. And then then that's when the studios would be like, wait, what? What's Shriekfest right. doing? How do we get involved? And I'm going to be like, I don't know, because you guys seem to change everything and it doesn't right. always work. I mean, I'm sure you guys have looked at this, but in terms of the, like, the best of touring show, is there? have you approached any like theater chains of like we'll give you some programming no not yet i also have an issue kind of an issue with chains mm-hmm. because Shriekfest being held at raleigh studios it's it's a very cozy feeling there's lots of history there i mean charlie chaplin sir that's mm-hmm. yep. that studio there's so much history and energy and when you go to a multiplex there's a different energy there sure. so Ideally, I would maybe hit up colleges that have theaters on campus, maybe a following of student filmmakers, um, that sort of thing. So we're not, and it could be a bad business decision not to go to these these huge <laughs> complexes, but I don't also want to get lost in the complex. Right. Yeah, I wonder too if there's like this, like the Alamo Draft House is sort of a smaller chain. I would love. Yeah. I keep waiting for them to open here because I would love, because they're, you know, they're opening one in LA. Mm-hmm. I would love to do it at a place like that. There's a theater in Orlando, Enzian, basically the same thing. You drink, you eat, you watch right. a movie. They're known for more artsy things. I would love to do it there, except they don't want to rent on the weekends because they have their own, sure. you know, program. Programming, yeah. So things like that would be ideal where it's, like, it's hard to explain. I still want it to be that nice, not intimate, but warm feeling. So film it, because people always say, wow, I just love coming here. It's like a the Shriekfest family, which I always say. They go to other festivals and they feel like everyone's spouting off their resume and mm-hmm. snooty and, you know, right. things like that. And I don't want that. I want it to be the nice horror fans right. and filmmakers right. and just love going around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally understand. Well, so. that's cool. Um, is there any other films you wanted to mention that were at the festival that were really, uh, really caught your eye? The Cleansing Hour took home, um, the best horror short film 
And you should definitely check it out. I think they should run with that and do a feature. And that could be what they're planning. I'm not sure. I didn't ask mm-hmm. him. But that is a great little short film. Excellent. Yeah. The cleansing hour. All mm-hmm. right. All right. Well, uh, we have a sponsor we this do week. We have a sponsor, buddy. Let's talk about HelloFresh.com. And uh, they sent us food. Oh, this it is It was great. really good. We made this like uh, ravioli thing that was just fantastic. Oh, now I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, and, it's, and what it is, it's a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking fun, easy, and convenient. And they change the recipes every week, and it's about 30 minutes. And what I like about it, too, is you could pick. You could do like... Uh, you know, two to four people, and they have like a classic box, veggie box, which you've yes. got, oh, wow. and then a family box, which we're actually, we're going to sign up for. I mean, that's one of the things with podcast advertisers. Mm-hmm. They um, realize that they're ultimately going to get the hosts hooked yeah. on the stuff. Oh, like, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> going right. to use the coupon code, Comedy Film Nerds. Uh, the thing that was great about it is, is I, I'm always in such a hurry. So they send this box, and it's all these... It's very specific, detailed ingredients. Yes. And, and I'm like, I would, I'm not going to the grocery store and buying all this. Like, you know what no, I mean? Right. I'm not buying, I, that's just, I'm I don't. too busy. And I'm when too you have busy. children, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so then I'm just whipping up these sort of just like meals. Man are, meals. Man meals that are very sort of sad. <laughs> um, you don't have no, all I the four it. food yeah. groups yeah. in there? <laughs> sort of like, oh, that heats up quick. Bing, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And right. so this was great. I mean, like, we got this salad. Eggs for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Cereal. Cereal yes. always works. Right. Um, so, yeah, this was great. I love HelloFresh. And it was a uh, really, really good salad, really good inventive, different stuff. Like, my salads are pretty boring. Yeah. But, but also, too, it's nutritious. Like Very. You know, we get stuck because we have no time with the kids. Is like, all right, well, we don't have time to make dinner. All right, pizza or Chinese food. Right. It's, like, it's the worst things you can right. get delivered. So to actually have these come every week and actually, you know, okay, well, 30 minutes. I can make a meal in 30 yeah. minutes. And there's no way I can go wrong because I'm not going, quote, outside the box. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever is in here somehow has to end up in the meal, or I've done it wrong. Right, it's exactly. So simple. And, and is it like you don't have to cut things up? It's already prepared, or how does it work? No, they you have to cut it up. So you get okay. They give you all like fresh ingredients. They give you a you know a full radish and whatever right. else, and, right. and then it was some An orange, a lemon, or whatever. Yeah, then nice. you zest it. Then you you cut it up, and um, but they also have. If you sign up for this, you get a full time registered dietitian that you can call Whoa. and ask questions. That's the other thing too. So. If, if you have experience cooking really elaborate meals and don't have the time, this is great for you. If you're like, I don't know how to cook. Because right. they look at the recipes. And- I don't know what I'm doing. They can, they'll walk you through it. Like, wow. It's really fantastic. And one of the uh, chefs that I like is Jamie Oliver, who's a big uh, nutrition advocate. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he was his group was uh, instrumental here in L.A. in getting like the chocolate and the flavored milks out of the schools because of the sugar content. Nice. So I know if he's making recipes, I know it's going to be, be healthier. Good. Mm. Uh, yeah, there was there – was, you know, I don't eat a lot of pasta because it just sometimes... Oh, we do. We're Italian. Yeah, I know. It weighs me down. But the <laughs> pasta was really... It was really good. It was it was fantastic. And then you baked it. I was like... Yeah. I've never seen... You made the pasta and then you put it in the oh, oven and baked so it. The oh, so you bake like a baked ziti. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yum. Uh, and there's no reason to pay full price your first week. Use the code COMEDYFILMNERDS. You'll get $35 off. Whoa. $35 off your first week of deliveries. And it's really... It's reasonably priced. I was looking at... I'm thinking like, what will we go to pay it like 
right. you know, the supermarket and actually come home and do it. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's right in the wheelhouse yeah. of what you would pay. It's not like, oh, this is hundreds of dollars for the convenience. It isn't. It's really uh, well priced. The other thing is we had salmon one night. And I'm actually not a huge fan of salmon because it has like a fishy yeah. taste. And this was vacuum sealed. It was the one I was going to give you, but you couldn't. Uh, yeah, you, know, you, you couldn't make it because you were uh, weren't going home. You had another meeting, so I'm like, all right. Three days later, this isn't still going to be good. Sure enough, it was great, and it smelled the least fishy of any salmon we've ever had bought wow. at the supermarket. It was it, three days later we had it. It was great. Wow! So the food is well packed. It's fresh, and I uh, really recommend it. Um, we're going to be using it for sure. So HelloFresh.com. Enter the promo code Comedy Film Nerds. Thirty five dollars off your first week. That's the code the Do Mancinis it. are using. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, all right. So now let's talk about the trailer, John Wick, Chapter 2. Oh, Johnny Wick's back in town. Here's what I love about this trailer and just the title. Um, it makes no bones about what it is, what this movie is. There's no some weird, clever, dumb title. No, it's Chapter 2. This is it. You know exactly what it is. It's uh, If you liked it, you're on board. If you didn't like it, we don't expect you to be on board for the second one. Yeah, we're, 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 um, we're going to give you exactly what you're expecting. Here's what I'm demanding. Mm-hmm. A John Wick, Jack Reacher mashup. I want these two guys to fight each other and then team up. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's John. J and J. J and J Wick Reacher. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that. That would right. be really cool. That'd be the, uh, the unity. Yeah. That, that's like that's like Predator versus Alien. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The bad guy's got to be Jason Statham. <laughs> it would be awesome. It would just be so, these guys fighting each other. And it, there's you know. Uh, John Wick colon chapter two. There's going to be no confusion as to what this film is. Nope. And uh, the trailer made no bones about it too. Like, okay, yeah, you're going to get what you loved in the first one. You're going to get more of it, and you're going to get a couple more guest stars. It's almost like a Sharknado sequel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So I'm ready. I'm there. I'm for the uh, the John Wick sequel. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so DVDs and Blu-rays, Ghostbusters. Now, we both saw this. We both agreed that it was much better than the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out if you missed it. You know, there's a lot of controversy on the film. and Needlessly. Uh, needle- needless controversy, it's a, it's a for sure. Movie. Yeah. It's a funny movie. And um, the budget was too high, didn't make enough money. So there, that's the bottom line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 that... That argument, I I get in the sense. Obviously, if you if it if it you know also applies to our next film, The Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> but the Ghostbusters budget, and I see what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. They were trying to go big budget 3D in a comedy, right? Which we haven't really had. There was one other. There was like a Kumail movie, I think, that went 3D, and that was just like literally they were throwing jokes in your face right this one as i said i saw it in 3d and it enhanced the story right because the ghosts again the technology is so much better Mm -hmm. than than 30 Mm -hmm. years ago that the ghosts were really cool they were really scary it was really awesome to watch them fight these ghosts and they're you know they're flying and again like i said i'm not a big 3d guy but they were flying off the screen it was great um but that was a gamble right are people gonna want to go because an action movie, I think there's a there's a, there's an inherent like, well, yeah, I'd see that in 3D because I want to go see big action. Right. Whereas 
but but again, it might have been their own fault on how they marketed the movie and how, and how they cut the trailers. You know, they didn't realize what they, it didn't help. It didn't help. <laughs> it didn't help. Um, but it's a good. I, I don't know. I liked it. I thought mm-hmm. it was funny. These women were all very funny in it. So so and Legend of Tarzan. If you missed the film, as did all Americans when it came out, <laughs> uh, you may want to check that out on DVD. Uh, we won't be um, Ice Age Five colon Collision Course. Now this is what I uh, I don't I don't know. What story is left to be told of the Ice Age saga? John Wick was probably going, you know what? Collision course. John Wick, collision course. Nope, too stupid. Call it chapter two. <laughs> and the next John movie Wick, is a, Jack Reacher, yeah. collision course. All right, that's, 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 again, now I'm on board. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Infiltrator. This is the Brian Cranston movie that oh. really went under the radar. Like, I. I can I can barely remember this coming out. Uh, you know, it was something I saw a trailer for. Mm-hmm. It looked really interesting, um, but it came and went, and I don't mm-hmm. know why. It's a know. like a uh, it's basic, like a drug lord movie. Well, right? it's 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 I think it's loosely based on the you know because of that Narcos came out right the, mm-hmm. the sort of loosely based on the DEA agents that went down into Colombia. I think mm-hmm. it's 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 that who worked undercover right. Um, but it's Brian Cranston. I'd really like to see it, and um, I, you know, I'll see this on demand or, or DVD or something like that. Cool. All right, and the uh, site spotlight. A lot of movie reviews came online. Um, Neil's, of course, is film news. Uh, Rick's reviews of Storks and Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Also, Neil will have his review up of uh, Shriekfest and some movie recommendations for you very shortly. Usually takes him a couple days to process. Sure, mm-hmm. Denise. I want to ask you this question. Yeah. What non-horror genres do you like watching? Like, do you get like, I'm done with horror. I, yeah, I what, do. I need a palate cleanser. What are you just right. like, <laughs> cartoons? I, I, mindless or? comedy. <laughs> cartoons. I'll watch enough cartoons with my daughter, but I like mindless comedy, honestly, mm. or like a rom-com, uh, you know, just just to go and sit and escape and not have to think about a thing. Like, name some of them that you've watched that you were just like, great. Bad Moms. It was yeah. fun. Oh, you yeah. know, I just Bad went. Bad Moms and, made a fortune. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things like that. I mean, that was a little bit more raunchier than our, my usual. Mm-hmm. But anytime there's like some sort of love story, it's just an escape for me. And it's not, I not necessarily like love them. But it's nice to just sit there, eat some junk food, and no one's getting out. a hatchet in the head. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, not only that, I'm not doing it for work. I'm not watching. Right, you know, right. people think, "Oh my gosh, you get to watch movies, horror movies all the time. What a great yeah!" Until you've watched twenty in a day, and then you're like, "I cannot do this anymore." Right. You know, mm-hmm. give me a break. Right, that's cool. Yeah, Bad Moms, and 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 going back to the Ghostbusters. Bad Moms did a very. Their budget was like twenty or thirty million dollars, mm-hmm. and it did great yeah right so i wonder if if spending on a big budget for a comedy i I wonder if that's gonna like everyone's gonna be afraid of it now that because of what happened to ghostbusters and they're gonna keep them in the 30 well i don't think that's why it had trouble though i think it's the diehard diehard ghostbusters fans were ticked off it's women now right instead of just going okay that's a whole nother movie Mm -hmm. let's let all that go uh, I don't. I. 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 Yeah. I. I, agree. And, and I, I also, don't disagree with that. I think that was a big problem. Is people just and got it was also all the way it was marketed. For, right. It, it, right. It was marketed like the marketing didn't even know what it was. It's like, oh, remember Ghostbusters? This is happening after. I'm like, well, wait, is this a sequel or is or it is like this a remake? Is this a remake? Right. Like, like literally, the first trailer had no idea what the movie was. So right. how are we supposed to? Know? I think right. it, was, it was a lot of those factors. They didn't market it yeah. correctly. Then there was people who just were mad. Yeah, was mad, movie, which was stupid. Yeah. I didn't get it's, that anger at all. The, and then it's always fascinating what the internet will be angry about. Oh, yes. Um, now, Especially uh, this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, premiering this week, um, Shin Gojira, which is the uh, Godzilla movie. Um, what is it? What is the American title? Resurgence or something? Yep. Or uh, what is it? I don't know. What Collision is, course. Collision course. Yeah. Yeah. Chapter two. <laughs> um, I will say this. Neil and I already have tickets for the Wednesday showing. Oh, uh, we are. You. I cannot wait to see this film. I've heard nothing but good things coming out of Japan on how uh, how good it is. Uh, but here's the funniest thing is that um, for some reason it's getting this crazy limited release where it's only showing in art house theaters. So I had to mm. pre buy my ticket at a Lemley to see a Godzilla movie. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, isn't that insane? <laughs> and uh, I had to go Wednesday because Tuesday was sold out. So really? I don't understand why they think that no one will want to see this movie, that it's, you know, it's for one week only. I, I don't know. It's a, Maybe it was they'll a huge, extend. Yeah, it was a huge great. miscalculation because there is an appetite for this movie, especially the Japanese um, ones. So Wow. All right. All right. Uh, the Accountant. This is the Ben Affleck accounting movie <laughs> 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 with, a, uh, with a sniper rifle. <clears throat> So I, I'm very intrigued by this film. I've seen several trailers for it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Anna Kendrick is, I, I'm really like. I'm excited to see it too. I think it, it looks it lo- interesting. It looks really interesting because mm-hmm. the scenes with her just sort of, she's just like, oh, I'm the cute girlfriend that doesn't know that my, right. this guy's a psychopath or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what type of psychopath is he? Is he working for the government? Is he working right. for like drug mm-hmm. cartels? Is, is he, he working for himself? For himself? Is mm-hmm. he a lone wolf? I mean, yep. is there... Is he on a train? Is he, a, <laughs> it's hope. Is he on a collision course, yeah. Chris? <laughs> on a train. With a train, <laughs> yeah. Two, tra- two trains on a sniper accountant collision course. Uh, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I think we're finally starting to... Slide into Oscar season now. We're starting yes. to get into some. We're getting films. closer. We're getting closer. <laughs> we are. Getting closer. Um, Max Steele. Um, speaking of Oscar season, <laughs> <laughs> this is a toy that I think uh, most children will ignore this weekend. Um, you know, I have two kids, varying ages, eleven and eight. No, no interest at all in seeing this movie, especially after seeing the trailer, because um, it just looks like a toy commercial. Mm. Like, like even worse than like a Power Rangers thing. This literally just looks like a a toy commercial. Hmm. Um, The next movie is Certain Women. This is a limited release. This looks like a really intriguing women uh, um, film about uh, women in the Pacific Northwest. And it's got a couple of um, interesting casting choices. And it also has that real feel of like a, um, a snapshot of what life is like for these women in this specific area and Mm -hmm. locale. You know, it's, it's almost Swedish in the way it's shot of like bleak and cold and, you know, Mm -hmm. desolate and um, how these different women interact with, you know, the other people there, but also um, they make like the area and the climate almost like a character in the, uh, like the way, Igmar Berman would do. Uh, so it, it looks, it's really intriguing to me. Kelly Reichardt, she directed Night Moves, and um, mm-hmm. which is about radical environmentalists. And um, like it, she she has to be from the Pacific Northwest because it seems like that's... Yeah. That's, yeah. Right, right. I'd be surprised if she wasn't. Um, yeah, well, she's actually... was Wow, this is fascinating. She was raised in Miami, Dade County Whoa. in Florida, uh, went to film, School of Fine Arts in Boston, Um and now it was so. How did she get to the Pacific Northwest and be completely infatuated she with got it? Got on a train. Yes, <laughs> went up to logging I country. Went up, I went up, like, Whoa! It's cold and bleak. I am not leaving. <laughs> I love it. Away from hot Miami. Yes. <laughs> it's always forty six with a drizzle. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> 
So it, it looks it looks like a really interesting uh, drama and uh, like a real slice of life type film. So cool. I'm intrigued by it. Um, all right. Now, what else do we have to talk about? That's our Any sh- more announcements? That's our show. Oh, do we? Uh, I'm asking. Are you, are you tricking me? <laughs> I, yes. Did I forget something? Yeah. I'm looking at like I forgot to do something. No, I was looking at you like maybe I forgot something and you'll remember. That's uh, <laughs> that, that's what that was. Uh, but we want to remind you guys too: the um, pay per view for uh, Podfest is still available. How when's it available? I think there's for? a little less than than 20 days, about 18, 19 days. 18, left. 19 days, and it, it is amazing. You get so much stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like over 50 hours of content. Wow. Use the coupon code CF. And you'll get five dollars off, and you get Welcome to Night Vale. You get us, you know, making Will Wheaton curse at movie trailers. It's <laughs> Cecil uh, Baldwin talking yeah. about wearing Medea's wigs. Yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. T.J. Miller wearing some kind of weird um, Doctor Doom mask. I don't know what was going <laughs> oh, on. Oh, Pat Francis dresses up as a member of Kiss for yes. Never Not Funny. Uh huh. And without telling Jimmy, without telling Jimmy, just mm-hmm. showed up. And also, you get all the panels uh, for for the entire festival as well. There's six really good informative panels about podcasting that are also there. You get Rooster Teeth, Dude Soup, all the uh, all the big shows. Some new shows like The Conspiracy Theory of Everything. Yes. That was a that was a cool new show we put in the mm. festival. That's yep. worth watching. And there's uh you know there's uh, Watch What Crappens was very yep. funny. You don't have to like the Bravo shows to watch those guys make fun of them. Bizarre State, yep. uh, which was a nerdist show about the paranormal, uh, comedy paranormal show and then you get Kevin Pollack interviewing um, the sheriff from Stranger Things. Oh, that was great. Um, um, Bill Hader on yes. the KCRW oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, guest DJ project show, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Yeah, it was really cool. It's, an, it's a lot of stuff to see. I know a lot of times you can just kind of listen to the podcast, but to really see it, it's really cool. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff you can only just really see. Yeah. So check it out. You still got some time left. And then uh, Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. Hello. Um, uh, if you were a backer, you got your survey. Yes. So check it out if, and fill it out and send it back. And like we said, the digital rewards will be going out. The digital rewards. The movie yeah. will be going out. That's the digital reward. Um <laughs> We're looking at uh, right after the uh, Napa Valley Film Festival, November 15th-ish. Yeah, right around 15th, around you're going to get it. And, yep. then, and then it'll be for sale. Like a day or two after. Yes, and it'll be really cool. If you haven't um, supported at Kickstarter, you'll have a chance to buy it on the site. And we're going to do a couple different things. We're going to be doing uh, a standard def version, a high def version, and also um, there'll be a little... Uh, markup for if you want the high def and all the extras that'll be yeah. on the DVD. And, and we'll sell the extras the separately too. Yes. And if you already, they'll be like, it, we're going to make it really cheap. It'll only be a couple bucks for the mm-hmm. extras. So we're not looking to gouge anybody. No, no. <laughs> so we're looking to move some units. Yeah. We're looking to move some units and uh, recouping all the extra money that uh, we put in. <laughs> so that's the other thing we're, we are hoping to do uh, in November. So yeah, um, we're super excited about that. Of course, if you are in Romania, I will be at the Cluj Comedy uh, Festival um, October 21st through the 24th. Um, And uh, come up to the Cluj. (laughs) We'll be at the Napa Valley Film Festival with earbuds, uh, and that screens November 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. If you go to Napa Valley's website, we'll post the screening times, but if you go to the Napa Valley Film Fest, I think it's .org, um, you can get the specific because it's in four different places each um, 
because the festivals are all those. I don't know Napa Valley at all, so it's a bunch of cities where there's wine. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> no, it sounds like you do know Napa Valley. Yeah, yeah. it's exactly what it is. Yeah. So yeah, and the movie uh, basically it's 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 almost like a road show because every movie plays a couple times, but never in the same movie theater. Yeah. It, it's in a different one of those little towns. So if you're in Northern California, come check it out. And then the very next week after, a couple of days after that, it'll be for sale on the site. Yeah, you're not really sure. Is, is, Napa, is it like a wine festival with movies? Or is it a movie festival with wine? It's, there's like even, it's there's a wine a, yeah, yeah. yeah, it feels like there's a lot of emphasis on the wine. Yeah, like, oh, by the way, there's a film. Yes. But, <laughs> um, so get your... Uh, Get your teeth all get purple your, and come, 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 yeah. come on. Get your Merlot on. Yeah, get your, oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so check it out, and we, uh, we're we going to see you soon. All right. Uh, Denise Gossett, where can people f- learn about you on the internet? Shriekfest? And what's the next movie that is coming out that you're in? Okay, so Shriekfest.com and DeniseGossett.com. I'm on Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, so is Shriekfest. Um, I have in the theaters right now... When the Bow Breaks with Morris Chestnut. It's a thriller. Mm-hmm. And I am in it. I had I had way more scenes than actually ended up in the movie, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I'm still there. Um, and then I have another one coming up, Dirt Road to Lafayette, um, directed by Kenny Glennon. He is a BAFTA winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, really touching drama coming out um, either the end of this year or early next. So, yeah. So no monsters in those movies. No, no monsters. Well, the thriller, there's a monster, but a different kind of monster. Ooh, no. Yeah. So you're screaming. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no spoilers. No spoilers, yeah. none. Um, all right, well, cool, guys. Yeah, go to, if you're ever in LA or you live in LA and you can, go to Shriekfest. It's a really cool festival. Um, you know, I, I'm not, as I've talked about, I'm not a huge horror fan. I get too squeamish, but there's really cool, <laughs> interesting stuff there. And like yeah. you say, it's getting smarter. And you <laughs> like the smart. Horror stuff, the like smart, so do I too. The smart horror stuff mm-hmm. is great, and it's 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 a really great place to see new filmmakers trying really new cool stuff. It's it's right. such a it's such a um a great like I don't know what you'd call it a a, a training ground or a workshop for sure. for new filmmakers doing cool stuff so. or or indie filmmakers who've been doing a lot like our Dead Awake, our winning thriller, mm-hmm. written by Jeffrey Reddick. Wow, and he was there, and he's lovely, and um, yeah. So, and, but this was the feature, I think, the seventh feature that the director had done. Yeah, so it's not just like new filmmakers; it's like seasoned filmmakers right. going. I want to try something. I've got you know because we can get some low budget money and right. and do something really cool, with, or they find a right. great script or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's really cool. It's 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 a really cool. So thing. check it out. And go to HelloFresh.com, you guys. Yes. <laughs> get some food. Get some fresh vittles. Yep. Yes. Uh, uh, coupon code Comedy Film Nerds. Comedy Film Nerds. 35 bucks off. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, now when do you start planning Shriekfest for next year? Like when can people start submitting again? <laughs> well, it's funny because like, I, like I'm going to- come on. We run a festival. <laughs> wrap it up. But I'll get that? emails this week saying, when's call open? Right. And I'm going to be like, Please just yeah. leave me alone. Oh, see, I'm trying to avoid some of those. Right. So, okay. So mm, maybe don't I'll, bother Denise until maybe, <laughs> maybe November. Maybe November. Wow, that's early. Well, what happens is I'll get email after email after email requesting, and I finally go, "Oh, fine, it's open. Just send them." 
I don't want to answer any more of these emails saying, no, it's not open yet. So that's what happened last year is I just finally said, okay, you've worn me down. It's open. <laughs> <laughs> but normally it would be more like January. Okay. I'd take all the whole season off, you know. You already have your 17 dates locked down yet? Or are you still figuring no, that out? No, uh, we have not. But it'll be, it's usually the first weekend in October. It would have been that this year, except there was some Jewish holidays and we don't like to sure. do that. So it'll either be the first weekend of October or second of week. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. Well, we always hear from Neil if we get too close with the LA Podfest yeah. to Shriek Fest. Yeah. Right, right. He's <laughs> yeah. like, what? What'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like a permanent fixture there. Yeah, it's yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah so see Neil camping out, sleeping yep. uh, on yeah. a cot Shriek at Shriek Fest. Yeah. Fest. And he never looks tired. I don't know how he does it. I, he's... I, He's been like he's the entire time Neil I've known him. Either is uh, uh, the walk, he's undead, or <laughs> he's a zombie of some yeah. sort. I think the horror a, feeds him. The, like yes, he, exactly. he gets more energetic as Every the weekend goes he on. Sees. Yes, that, it, it, he wouldn't survive without yeah. that weekend of horror. The only one Vampire. that knocked him out was uh, last year. There was a found footage movie. He came out. He was woozy. Oh, he and did tell me that. Yeah, he was like, was I, I don't know what to yeah. do. I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> So All check right. out Shriek Fest. It's uh, really worth your time to go for sure. Well, that is our show. That is our show, ladies and gentlemen, 341. Lock it down. Wow. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Um, you know, LAPodfest.com, comedy film nerds, like us, spread the word. And uh, we're excited to send you guys uh, earbuds next month. Absolutely. We can't wait. All right. Thank you, Denise. Thank you. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot first. first fresh. <laughs> <laughs>